I'd like to go back and review the verses from last week. And this is a section which is really cool. It's really about about hearing God's word, about doing God's word. So it's really, you know, very appropriate for the Christian life. Okay, so from last week, I'll just read the verses we had back in 19. This you know, my beloved brethren, but but everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. And then 21, it says, therefore, and, and it's important to realize that this is actually a, an aorist tense, so it's, it doesn't seem that way in the um, New American Standard or others. It's actually, it's a past completed fact, having put aside all fil- filthiness and all that remains of wickedness in humility, receive the word implanted, which is able to save your souls. So I'm just going to give the, this is a, you know, Roy gave us the uh, detailed version last week. I'm going to give you the executive overview. To, so just one chart with about five or six points, and this will be just a short review. So basically, so in the context, what, what uh, James is talking about here, almost through the whole book, is about hearing God's word. And uh, it's the idea to be quick. And so what, what is quick about? Macaulay had some good ideas about quick, I thought, from the definition. One of being ready, ready to hear, and being eager to hear God's word. So that's, those are, we're going to see that hearing God's word is, is really super important, but also doing God's word is even more important. And we're going to see what does that mean to do God's word? Hopefully we'll answer that question today. Um, so, uh, so in the context here, if you look at the, he has be quick to hear, and then he comes back with be slow to do this and slow to do that. And it seems like, and I like what Macaulay said about this, that that we want to maximize our time in taking in God's word. If you're if you're if you're moving your choppers, if you're always talking, <laughs> you can't hear God's word. That's one that's one takeaway. And then the other thing is if you get angry, maybe you're angry with God, you can't hear his word either. So it seems like he's contrasting those two things, being quick to hear God's word, be ready and to be um eager with not are being very slow to anger, very slow to to speak. And then he goes on, and he says uh, down in verse twenty one. Um, twenty one is a tough verse because it talks about a past completed uh, condition. Every believer has put aside the sin nature positionally, and Roy did a good job on that. You have to look. You have to look to make sure that's not a command. It's an heiress. It's a past completed action. You have put aside, every believer has put aside the sin nature positionally. So based upon that, he can now receive God's word, and he has in all humility, we, we can take in God's word because we have put aside the sin nature. We can hear God. And then the last part is, it seems like the last part is talking about, well, it's just talking about my salvation, and it's talking about the the big picture salvation, right? Salvation is Past, present, and future. I'm, I was saved. I'm being saved. I will be saved. So it's talking about growing in grace and the knowledge of our Savior, knowing Him. And that's what we would call the present tense of salvation. So I think that's, that's a real short review of, of those three verses. So any questions about that before I get into the, these verses? So hopefully that helps. Okay. So let's just. 
So today's verses, kind of following along with that theme, we're talking about the doers and the hearers. we got the Hatfields and the McCoys, right? <laughs> and it's actually, you know, the more I looked at this and the more I, I kind of listened to others, that hearing is good. Hearing God's word is is crucial. But God desires that we go beyond just hearing his word. We have to hear his word to come to faith, right? We can't, if we don't hear his word, we can't know who he is. But doing his word or being doers is really important too, or even He's going to say it's more important, James. Is, so he says in 22, but be, but prove yourselves to be doers of the word and not merely, merely hearers who delude themselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks at his natural face in the mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he is immediately, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he is. So really, really interesting verses. And, you know, it goes along with, you know, James is all about, he's, James is into doing, right? He's a doer. <laughs> you know, you, you come across some people and you say, that person's a doer. I mean, they're always, you know, Phil's a doer. <laughs> he's not here, so I can, I can, if you've ever been around Phil, he's a doer. He wants to do stuff, and he does stuff. And, you know, and, and the Lord would have us be doers of his word. And so the question is, What's what's that about? So hopefully, keep referring to that. We'll we'll see how that plays out here. Okay. First verse, verse twenty-two. But prove yourselves doers of the word. So I, the New American Standard isn't the best here. Um, I you know because of a couple of things. Uh, so I'm going to use interlinear here. So the interlinear is is just a, a word by word translation from the original. So actually the uh, first phrase, it says, now be doers of the word. And that prove yourself is what they think the be should, is more explanatory for be. And I'm not sure it's really that helpful. Anyway, so be, or let's do now first. We'll do word by word here. Now, it's a conjunction and it's, it's, so here's a question. Many times you'll see translators will put in a but sometimes, they'll put in a now. And Macaulay helped me on this. I had to struggle with this for years. But it either can be a contrast. So the New American Standard believes it's a contrast. The interlinear says, well, from the original, it's just like additional information. Now he wants to give you more information. So hopefully that will help you. It helped me and understand. Sometimes there will be a but. And it's all about how you take that word as a day uh, or day in the original. So this isn't a huge point, but just an interesting point. So now or but. You be, use implied, you be, and this is one of my favorite words in the Greek, and it's it was Hal's favorite, so it became my favorite. <laughs> anyway, so it's genome, genomai, to come into a new state of being. So it's literally become, present tense, imperative, middle voice. So the, you know, the best example of this Greek word, if you ever, you know, I don't know whether you write down Greek words, but if you do, one of the best examples of all the scripture, is John uh, 114a. The word became, he came into a new state of being, right? He was God, he became man. He became, that's our word, right? He became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory. So that's our word we're going to use. He's going to use it in this context. So what does it mean in this context? Because of the present tense, it's continuous action. It's a command. Uh, and Macaulay phrased it, to move out of the hearer condition into the doer condition. Oh, I really love that. Move out of the hearer condition to the doer condition. Be a doer. A Christian is a doer. 
And we, I just love it. I like that. This, it helps me so much. I'm, I'm just talking personally because it helps me so much. I say the word and I say, well, what, how did we do it? Not that he's the, the Greek God, but <laughs> he does try to bring across it. So he says, based upon the tense and be, be, the verb be or become, you keep on becoming doers. Beautiful. So that's that first little phrase there. Okay. We'll go on. Keep working on this. Now we're, now we're down to doers. Hey, uh, Roger. Sure, go ahead. Uh, just a thought. Um, in uh, the same uh, book that you just quoted in, uh-huh. in the Gospel of John. Yes. Uh, in uh, verse 3, all things came to be by him. Um, and, and when we look at this word here in James' mind, uh-huh. um, he was our Lord's brother, uh, half-brother, and heard him talk about being doers, right? Yeah. Uh, over and over. Um, if you hear my word, you know, this is what you will become. This is what you will be made. Uh, and John 1, 4 says, all things come to be by him. Okay. Uh, it's an aspect, I think, that maybe we need to remember that the command is, let yourself become and I think that goes right okay. along with the previous text, doesn't it? It does. It does. That's good. That's good. Well, thank you. Thank you. Okay. So let's let's look at doers. And uh, I'm not sure I can pronounce it, but anyway, I'll, I'll, I won't try to. Anyway, it's one. A doer is the word for one who makes something, or a doer, a performer. And I really liked this. Here's another usage of the same Greek word. But it, it phrases it differently, and I really liked upon like this because I think it points to how we're to be a doer. So in Matthew seven twenty four, therefore everyone who hears these words, so you're here of mine, and acts on them. So that's that's another translation of that same Greek word. But I really like that acts upon them. So we're to act upon God's word, and boy, that's just that helps me so much because I it's hard to get my hand around. Head around or hand around. Uh, when it, you know, we have many wonderful statements about our Savior, about our God, and so how do we be a how do we become a doer upon that? Well, we believe it, right? We believe what God has said, and that just helps me so much. And say, how do I become a doer of God's word? We believe Him, and and then there are times when we can we can love our brothers. We can do things that are actually physical actions or things, but many times it's just believing Him. Okay. And he says, maybe compared to a rock, a wise man who built his house on the rock. A very familiar passage. So act upon. I really like that. So in this structure, we, this is a, this is a, um, this is, identifies, a doer of the word identifies you. It identifies the person, the believer. It identifies who you are. You're a doer of the word. Ginome, it's a present tense. This is, this is Macaulay. Since Ginome is a present tense, this is there is this is a never-ending process. So what what's cool about this? That's the Christian life, being doers of the word. That's what it's all about. We're doer of we're doer of God's word, and much of that is just believing what He says. And then um, so actually right, we keep on becoming a doer of the word. That's kind of a, another phrase of, of we say again. And then finally, um, 
the believer as a doer of God's word is a major theme of the book of James. I mentioned that before. That's certainly true. Okay. Yeah, Roger. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just a question. Sure. Who's, who's the one doing? Okay. It's a, it's a question that comes to my okay. mind. And that's an excellent question. That's an excellent, excellent question, right? Well, um, should we, as Hal would say, should we throw that question out for the class? In the Christian life, who, who's doing? Who's doing the doing? Holy Spirit. Okay. All right. Or I would like to say, I would say, isn't it Christ in me? Isn't, isn't he living his life through me? That's who's doing the doing. Amen. Right. So that's good. I know that, this is such a practical section. It really is just so cool. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. Uh, let's go. Let's see how I, I got it. Okay, good here. Now, second part of the, and this is, this is a compound sentence. Uh, if you haven't, there's only, there's one verb. Uh, the verb is, is, uh, here it says prove yourselves, but it's actually be. So this is the second half of the compound sentence. And not only here is deceiving yourselves. A compound structure with the main verb be, genome, you be, and we had the first part, you be a doer, and not only a hearer, uh, continuously. Okay, so you could, so actually what, we, what is being said here, he's saying, stop being just a hearer. He said, he wants you to be a doer. He says, stop just only hearing. Because that's what, that's what the structure, you know, prove yourselves or be doers of the word, not only hearers who delude themselves. So he says, if you're just a hearer, if you're a Christian and you're just a hearer, you're missing out. You're not, you're not living the Christian life. A, a, a Christian is a doer. And a doer is, as we said, Christ in you. Christ is living his life through you. And he's doing the doing. Okay. Okay. This is, so in this case, well, his warning here, this is an action. He says, stop being a hearer only. This is an action that's by the tense of the verb is already going on. And James wants him to stop it. And here is here is a word for it. in the New Testament. It means it means just listening, and this is from Vine. Uh, it means just listening without practicing what one is hearing. And 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 we just studied this. This is this is a challenging verse in Romans. We just studied, but the principle yeah. same principle, same principle. Here we have the same. And actually, Macaulay pointed this out, or actually Merriman did too. <clears throat> same principle we're saying right here. In Romans 2.13, for it is not the hearers of the law who are just before, uh, just before God, but the doers of the law will be justified. So it's the same principle, but we have to keep our, our uh, dispensational hats on, so to speak. In the church age, we're not under, we're under law, but not under, uh, we're, we're under grace, but not under law. <clears throat> so, so same principle applied uh, under in, to it, the nation of Israel. They were to be hearers. They were not just to be hearers or be doers of the law. The same principle. When God speaks, whether it's the law to the nation of Israel or to us, we're, we're to be doers of his word. We hear his word and we do his word. And he, and what's amazing is, in doing his word, he's he's doing the doing. So isn't it made? We take his word, we hear it, and he says, you know, you can't do that. I'm going to have to do it through you. It just, it kind of blows your Blows your mind here, right? I mean, you think, wow, he's given us his word, and he's given us the power to do that word through through Christ in us. 
And then he rewards us and for doing then, his work. <laughs> that's he, as he did through us. Now wait a minute. How, like a mind bender. Uh, how can you look? I mean, think. Wow, what what a deal! Yeah, can you imagine if somebody says, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna come to you. I'm gonna build your house. I think I'll let you live in it. I'm gonna feed you all this." <laughs> wow, it is pretty amazing. Okay, all right. So we're still on, we're still in verse twenty two. Believe it or not. Okay, the la- very last part is, and here's a warning. <laughs> uh deceiving yourself or deluding yourself. It's the idea to reason falsely. This is an interesting word. Um, Paralogizomai. Paralogizomai. Darby translates it to beguile. So you're you're beguiling yourself. If you're, if you're doing, if you're only hearing, you're, you're falsely reasoning. You're beguiling yourself is another way you think of it. And this word was used uh, in in Colossians and others. It would delude yourself. Uh, Yourself is so actually, the Amplified had it. You're betraying yourself. So different. You choose what you want. That word is the idea to to reason falsely, betraying yourself, deluding yourself. If you're only hearing God's word, you're 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 missing out. You're really you're, you're being false with yourself. Roger. Sure. Go ahead. So today's hungry heart was very timely. Christians in the main groan and strive and struggle largely on the basis of human effort, for the grace of God though acknowledge is scarcely operative only to come to grief. Even at their best, they find the purpose of the Lord Jesus remains an ideal infinitely beyond their reach. The trouble they're proceeding on the wrong basis. I mean, I mean so it really relates to torture. Great, great. No, wonderful. Thank you. Wonderful. Okay. We're finally going to get, okay, we just finished verse 22. Okay. A lot of cool stuff there. But it continues. Now it's going to kind of amplify on this. So this verse will uh, will get the results. So now he's going to say, okay, if you just want to be a hearer of God's word, here's what's going to happen to you. This is what's going to happen to you. This is the result of you just hearing. He says, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, we'll just work on that first part. So it's assumed to be true. It's assumed that you're doing this. The action is already going on. Anyone, believer in this case, and another one of my favorite words, a me, the state in which something continuously exists, present tense, indicative, active. Uh, you're, you're, a, you're a hearer of the word and not a doer. So this is a person that is bought into just hearing and not doing. This is a believer just based upon the, on the verb tense. It's a believer. He's identified as a hearer, and it's very similar construction. This is a, uh, to the verb. He's identified as a hearer and not a doer. He's hearing continuously. So that's a good, he has some good things. He's hearing God's word. That's wonderful. But he's continually hearing God's word, but he's continually not doing God's word. Okay? And why isn't he? Why isn't he? Well, part of it here, we're going to see, it's going to say he doesn't hang in there, so to speak, right? It's going to say, we're going to have an example, right? He's going to say, here's what it's like. Let's just hang that, keep that thought in mind. He's like a man who looks at himself as his natural face in a mirror. So this is the person that's only a hearer. So he gives a reason. So this is, and this is false reasoning. The person that reasons, I, you know, it's good enough for me to just take it in. Oh, that's really wonderful. You know, I, I, I'm, sh- I'm sharing God's word with my family members, and and many times I'll get, oh, that that sounds really good, Roger. That sounds, re- that's a really good thing you're saying. But I can tell they're not. They're not doing it. They're not taking it in. They're not believing it. 
So that's really good. That's that's a real uh, that's, in my mind that's a sign of not taking in God's word. You're, that sounds really good. Boy, Christ was a really good man. <laughs> you're missing. You, know, you missed the point. Okay. <clears throat> and so now he's going to give a like. It's a like expression. He, he's like to resemble present tense meaning. Uh, so James uses like. He gave a comparison back in verse six. It's like one who doubts. He's like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. So in this case, he's going to say it's like this man who's going to look in the mirror. And when he looks in the mirror, he's going to do something. Does he keep looking in the mirror? No, unfortunately, he doesn't. And and, and that's the problem. right? There. I think actually that may answer Bonnie's question there. Hopefully, we'll see. Okay. Here's his illustration. It's a man who looks at his natural face in the mirror. Looks here. And this is a cool word. And this is not, uh, there seems to be, and I didn't pick it up in, in listening, some some have said this is a casual look, but boy, the word, the original word here, kata neo, is, is not a casual look. He's he's really looking. So that's a good thing. The action of the mind in, in apprehending certain facts about things, considering considering things. So he's really looking in the mirror, in God's word, if you will. Okay, so let's just kind of continue on with that. It's a man who looks at his natural face in the mirror. So the same cat literally, this is this is actually from Macaulay. I, I missed this here. Uh, to put your mind on it, to fix your mind on it. So you're looking at God's word. You're fixing your mind on His word. Uh, and He's gotten so. Here's some positive things. He's gotten a true picture of what He looks like in the mirror, because in the mirror is God's word, right? In the context. So he's gotten a true picture because he's literally looking at um, intently, putting his mind to it, fixing his mind on it. Uh, uh, he's not condemned for looking. Um, James is not saying you, it's, you're, you're, he wants them to go beyond looking is what he's after. <clears throat> he does get a true look at himself. The next verse. So here's the issue that James has. It's good to look. It's good to be looking to God's word intently, but there's something else you need to do or, or not do. For once he has looked at himself, so he observed himself. So this is the same. This is the same word. Look again. Uh, I'm really zipping through this. <laughs> just slow down for some questions here. I probably I'm so excited about this. I'm just racing through this. So he's observing himself or looking at himself. Um, so the illustration continues. He observes himself in the mirror. Uh, so observe. This is the same word translated look earlier. It refers to this intense look, and it's a it's a point in time. It's an aorist tense. This care, careful observation at a point in time, and it's a fact. Okay, so he, he's looking God's word. It's a fact. So then there are two things. Two things are happen here. First, first he's gone away, so he's been looking intently at God's word. So he's gone away, or he set off, departed. So, and this happens to be a perfect tense. So what it means is that a past completed action, he looked intently at God's word, but he didn't, he didn't stay there. He, he, he left. He set off. He departed. And actually with the perfect tense, it's even more uh, disappointing. He's permanently departed from observing himself in the mirror. So that, that's kind of what, what James is about here. He, 
He wants us to be in God's word, if you will. And when we depart from God's word, that's not it. That's, that's what he's warning about. And the second part of that, so when he departs from God's word, what happens? And he immediately forgot what he was like. He was seeing what he was like, right? In God's word. I mean, that's, that's the whole wonderful thing. We see what, what Christ is like, but we also see what we're like. We'll see the, the person that we are. Immediately or straight away at once. Uh, and, but he forgets or neglects. He does not stay with it. So, so he does not, so, so why does a person only look? He doesn't stay with God's word. He does not stay with, uh, with the, uh, with the mirror long enough. Or the old phrase that, uh, out of sight, out of mind. Okay. Alright, so actually I'm down to my, <laughs> any, what, what, you guys want any questions? Go ahead. I, I've been just going here full steam ahead. Go ahead, Bob. Interrupt for the issue is, uh, what's the process of doing? I mean, it, in a sense, it was so. You know, James, it, it sounds pretty legal almost. It does. It does sound legal. I'm not. I'm not denying that. And I did a word search on spirit, and and James does bring us into the Holy Spirit, but like mm-hmm. in, in chapter two. But mm-hmm. you know, the, the, there's a lot of disconnect. You just wonder why, um, why it's not, you know, brought up here. Well, well, uh, I think what you're asking is what people have kind of scratched their head. Why doesn't he bring in how you do the doing? He, yeah. he kind of leaves that. He doesn't address that. So you, so then if you're a legal beagle, as yeah. some people say, you cut, well, okay, I get my list out. But, but really looking at, at the structure here, he really is, you know, it's just amazing. It's amazing that, you know, that these last, these last two points on this chart here, if a person leaves God's word, if he goes away from it, he forgets it. He, you know, he, he doesn't see it. And, and we know if you depart from, you know, we, that's an Old Testament thing. Don't depart from my word, but think about in the Christian life. If we, de- if we depart from time with our savior, with uh, his word, that's not going to help us in our Christian life. It's going to have a negative effect. We're, we're not, um, not that not that um, the Lord isn't still living His life in us, but we His way of communicating to us is is decreased, right? And that's what James seems to be about. And he's very practical. He's about well, if you depart from my word, you're going. This is what's going to happen to you. You're going to forget forget who you are. See, Roger. Sure. So, go ahead, Roy. Uh, just a thought here to help us maybe is to ask the question: What do we see? In the Word of God, okay. what is God revealing? Absolutely, in the Word of God. It's re- the Holy Spirit is taking the things of Christ and giving them to us. Amen. No, that's if, absolutely. if we understand that, and I think James understood it very well, is that a man who listens to what God has to say about himself, but forgets it and walks away from it. He's like this man that looks at what is really real and forgets all about it. Right. And acts upon instead the, you know, he, he creates whatever he wants instead of what he just saw. Right. So, Roger, just quickly, James 2.26, for us, the body without the spirit is dead. Amen. So faith without works is dead also. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So that relates the two. And James 4, 5, or do you, do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously? Mm. So, I mean, the, the idea, he doesn't ignore it. No. I, I'm wondering why the Lord well, didn't allow him to connect it here. <laughs> connect the dots. <laughs> so he, he it, Okay, go ahead, Rob. I'm sorry, Bob. No. Go ahead. Kathy. It's Kathy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, there's an interesting uh, comment here in the Schofield Bible. Okay. Uh, related to what you were just talking about. Uh, tradition fixes the martyrdom of James in the year 62, but his epistle shows no trace of the larger revelations concerning the church and the distinctive doctrines of grace made through the Apostle Paul, nor even of the discussions concerning the relation of Gentile converts to the law of Moses. Okay. So I just thought that was interesting and relevant. Okay. Well, I, I think as, as you know, this is, a, you know, the second or third time we've taught this, James, here, at least I've been involved in. And the more I've gone back to James, the more I've seen, actually this time through, I actually see more of, uh, he, he, he understood from what he's written here, he understood, um, about, uh, our relationship to God, you know, our relationship to God and, and how we are to live the Christian life. But he didn't, he didn't explicitly talk about it. He talked about being doers. And to be a doer, Christ in, in the, as a Christian, you, he has to be living his life through you. you can, that can't, it can't happen any other way. If you try to do it yourself, you're under, you're going back under the law. So you, it has to happen that way. So he's, expre- yeah, he's expressing that, I think, in, in a different way. Go ahead. Well, just a thought here that may help us all understand James' thinking. He himself says, don't be deceived. Everything that is good comes from God. Uh-huh. And this become or be being made right. is the very expression of that. When we look at God's word, it is his work that God it reveals to us. In his word. Don't be deceived that you can do it. A doer of God's word is one who really believes that God is living his life through us. Right. That's what he wants us to not be deceived about. Yeah, good. That's excellent. That's good point. So, Dr. Verse 24. Okay. What's your explanation for what kind of person he was? Is that... I mean, it, it, does that relate to the new man he is in Christ Jesus, or is the fact mm-hmm. that when you look at a mirror, the kind of man that he was was living in the flesh entirely? I, I, well, <clears throat> in the context, it, it says, for once he has looked at himself. So the, the previous verse back said, let's just go back a bit here. Um, back in 23, it says, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. So he, so he is getting the correct view of himself, right? If he's looking at God's word, he is getting the correct view of himself. Mm-hmm. But it seems like he, if he forgets who he, uh, what he is like, God's word told him what he's like, right? So I would take that, the last part of that to say that he, he has forgotten what, what God's word said he is like. Well, in a sense, I would think maybe it's the opposite interpretation. You know, if you keep looking at the mirror, 
What kind of man I was was one that I wasn't a doer. I mean, I don't know. Well, I know. you can, And the thing is, he has he has that mixed in there. But if you take the positive aspect, I know. I hear what you're saying. But he says, oh, no, he's he's looking at reality in the world. Exactly. exactly. He's That's looking why. at That's... what's true. And and Amen. what is true is that God is now alive in us. Right. And right. that we were sinners, right. but we're now alive in Christ. Right. And the deception is, I can do it. Just tell me what to do. I'll do it. The law of liberty says, no, we're freed from that. Okay. Right. What we were is not who we are now. Well, but, you know, you could interpret it positively in the opposite way, too. I'm looking in the mirror, but I forgot all about that. And that's kind of where I once was. <laughs> well, I, well, I think uh, it seems I mean, like positionally, I like the idea. You know, you've been sick. So, well, yeah. he looked, well, God's word describes him exactly as he is, right? He, he was a sinner and he was saved by grace mm-hmm. and Christ lives in him. So if he's truly looking it. at God's word, that's what that's what he's forgetting. He's what forgetting. What is his past tense, isn't it? That, what's he? What he was? No, no, don't don't look at it as as past. Look at it as factual. Mm-hmm. What is true? Right. Yeah. The aorist tense is a factual emphasis, mm-hmm. not so much on time okay. as the condition of reality. Right. right. That makes a big difference. Yeah, it is because the um, the. Uh, back here to um, let's see here. Yeah, and, and that's the and that's the main verb here. One of the things that we find in the Word of God is both aspects of what we were and uh-huh. what we are. Right. And and it is the contrast of the two that we live in when we're focused on the Lord. Is that we're no longer who we were, but we are now who we are by His making, by uh-huh. His doing. Uh-huh. If we forget that, what do we what do we fall back to? We're, we've looked at the truth and we've walked away from it. And what are, what are we left with? We're look we're left with what is not from God. Right. He's not a doer anymore. He's not letting Christ yeah. live through him. Right. But to continue to be argumentative here, why, why is it is, but what kind of man he is? Oh, yeah. What kind of man he is is reality. <coughs> anyway. All right. It, it, we can deceive ourselves so easily, I think is what James is really emphasizing uh-huh. here. Uh-huh. And well, he wants us to not be deceived. Yeah. Well, what, what James is going to do here, he's going to, you know, when we finish up this verse, he's going to immediately go to the where we should be, right? So if you look at, if you look at James, one twenty five, let's just do that for a second, because this is this is where he wants us to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, he wants us to be an effectual doer, right? And this is just what Roy's talking about here. So I think. The thing is, well, I'm kind of, I've chopped these verses up into small sections, so we spread them over weeks, but in some ways, we should teach 25 along with this, and I'm, that's gonna be, Andrew's gonna do that next week, so, anyway, so let's just read 25 here. Roger? Sure, go ahead. Um, I'm, I'm thinking of the verse that, that says, and such were some of you. 
Okay. Okay. Um, and and that's past tense, but mm-hmm. it, it it doesn't mean that they they're perfect now, uh, conditionally. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. You know, another verse that I'm thinking, sorry, ahead, I keep interrupting ahead. here. Um, I think that in 2 Corinthians 3.18, it mentions the mirror as well. Uh-huh. The mirror right. being um, beholding it, the glory of the Lord. And I don't know if that kind of can relate into that. You bet. Well, into the mirror. Yeah, it is. And that's exactly right. That's good. That's good. But but actually 25 is really, you know, this, this is where we should not be. We should not be walking away from God's word and forgetting what the word has told us we're like. But what he wants us to do is 25. But the one, this is uh, 125 in James, but the one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man shall be blessed in what he does. So so that that kind of wraps up the whole, I mean, it ties in this part with this verse. I, I chopped them in two, and I, as I was studying, I said, boy, actually, I'm not giving the whole picture. This is where I'm just going to stop right here, and I can see it's not. <laughs> Go ahead, Jim. Uh, isn't, it, isn't all this based on love? Mm-hmm. The person who looks in a mirror and just turns away and forgets about it, he, he doesn't have a real sincere love for God's word. But the person who does look into the mirror and isn't isn't forgetful and right. actually remembers things, he has that's that seems to be the person who really has a love for this, for what right. God's word has, right. you know? So it's, uh, it seems all be based on love. That's good. Do we really love God or right. do we, do we just, do, do, do we just read his word by our side as a friend, you know? It's just, <laughs> yeah, do we say, okay, I, I got my five minutes. I, I read the Bible for five minutes today. Yeah. That's it. Okay. I've done my duty. Close Let's get on with life, you know? <laughs> I know. All right. All right. Yeah, I came, I, this is, let's see here. Yeah. I'm going to have an aside. I'm going to talk to Bob about this. Uh, I came across this uh, chemist who's a believer, neat guy, Jewish believer. We saw him on, on YouTube. Just, I, I, I think I thought about you, Bob. This guy is just on fire for the Lord. He's about maybe a little bit younger than you, but he's a, he's a chemist and he just, he's decided to take on the, the create, the, um, Evolutionary thing, and he just, and of course, he's getting all kinds of flack. Yeah, but anyway, it's 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 really neat. And anyway, but he's on fire for God's word. Man, he just loves God's word. He says, "I just I read it every morning. I read." You know, he just so you know, it's just neat. And he's a Jewish believer. He came to the Lord at eighteen as a, as a Jewish guy. Really neat testimony. Okay, I'm it's kind of off the track there. Anyway, okay, there's actually one last chart. Maybe you. This is kind of uh, see what you think about this. Actually, and this is from Macaulay, so I, I, I'll stand behind it. But this is, this is uh, anyway. So this man, and many have said this, this verse twenty-four is a forgetful hearer. That describes the forgetful hearer. The next week, Andrew is going to tell us about the unforgetful hearer, the person that listens. Okay, so this guy is a forgetful hearer. We've been talking about. So the principle is <laughs> that which is not put into practice will soon be forgotten. Mm. Interesting, interesting. And it, it kind of goes along with the whole theme about God wants us to be in a relationship with him. And his word is how we get that relationship. So if we don't put it into practice, if we don't remember it, if we don't believe it, if we don't do it. We're, anyway, part of learning is doing. Forgetting, is, this is good. I like, uh, 
forgetting is not a memory issue. It's a practice issue. And think about that. Man, that is really, you know, you, you know, I find I don't need to memorize. Uh, I know Jim's a great memorizer. I'm not a great memorizer, but I find the more time I put in God's word, I don't, I remember it. <laughs> what a concept. <laughs> what a concept. I spend time in God's word and I remember it. Hey, and that, that's pretty darn good. <laughs> Repetition is the key to memorization. Exactly. Okay. And then lastly, uh, once you hear it, you're going to forget it unless you put it into practice. That seems legal to me. I, I, I know what you're saying. I, I understand. I, I understand. Like I'm intending to practice this word today. Mm-hmm. Well, well, <laughs> okay. Uh, Margaret will tell me how many times I fail. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, this, it is, may, this, it, this it is James. This is James, and this is go ahead, Roy. Yeah, it may help to understand that that our concept of God is always growing. Uh, we have a little bit of the understanding of him, and we grow as he gives us something to believe, and then he tests it in us. Do you really believe this? Uh, so, well, you should have written this chart. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, to my mind, the practice. I think this is so. So, so what's the pra- What's the doing? What What is a Christian Christian to be doing? Right. He's He's to be. First of all, he hears God's word and he He does it by believing it. That, to my mind, that's what doing is about. If you don't believe it, you're okay. you're you've just you know. And Mike's always talking about that, right? We'll have a, we'll have a passage and it will say something about God and about you, and you'll say. But do you really believe that? And many times we do not. And so believing what God has said is, in my mind, doing. Well, this and, is for me to live as Christ, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so that so, so, spirit-led life that creates, you know, God's word right. being put into action. Right. I mean, so, so, so the the, the doing part, in my mind, is prime. You know, we get a chance sometimes to physically do things. We get to love our brothers, you know, many ways. But many times God asks us just to believe what he says. And to my mind, that's doing. Believing is doing. That's, that's my, and, and that, that makes it gracious, right? Because that's the one thing that's not, non-meritorious. We don't get credit. God doesn't give you, well, okay, you know, Bob, you got, you get extra credit because you believe this and Roger, you didn't believe that. So you get a negative credit. No. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Well, let's pray. We thank you, Father. For this, uh, for this day, Lord, for your word. Thank you for the discussions, Lord. We thank you for how you do, um, cause us to think and cause us to exercise our minds. And you desire that we, we think about and, and be involved in your word, um, constantly, Lord. And the, we thank you that you've given us your word. We pray that we would be doers of your word, believing what you've said. In Christ's name, amen. Amen.